This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We go from Packers over to uh, Brewers yet again as uh, we're going to be uh, joined here. We are being joined here by Will Salmon from The Athletic. Uh, covers the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Will, how you doing, man? Good to be on with you, Bill. Doing well here. So for the eighth time. They have climbed back to 500, and uh, now we wait and see if they can actually get over 500. Uh, I had said before, somebody had uh, sent an email referring to Craig Council as being a really good manager because this team had every reason to be down and out, and they didn't quit, and they haven't quit. Give me your th- give me your thoughts on that statement first and foremost. Yeah, that's a good point because this has been a really tough year uh, in a lot of different ways for a lot of, for a lot of different players here, and losing definitely doesn't help things of course right that's pretty obvious and uh there's been some other things too going on here um it's it's been very eventful you know uh so i I think that there's something to that i think that players really gravitate toward him he just has a really good read on his guys i think that the example of putting keston here on the bench giving him a day off yesterday was just another indication of that. I mean, just last week I had actually asked him about the idea of doing that just because uh, there had been times when Keston Hira had struggled and, and he chose not to. But just, you know, he's just really good at reading his players, uh, reading their body language. And, I mean, he's, he's a guy who's been around baseball all these 50 years. And that is definitely something that rings true pretty much every time you talk to him. And it's just really easy pick up on for his players and I, I also think that they just have a, a guys who are used to winning they've kind of built that culture around this time of year in particular where they're just used to performing at a high level um, around this time of year and they have the right guys in that clubhouse as far as veterans go who could really hold other people accountable in that way I want to start with uh, last night and the fact that uh, you get an incredible pitching performance, uh, really top to bottom. I mean, it was really solid pitching top to bottom. And when you when you look at this this Brewers team and the way they're constructed, and also uh, the fact that you've got some guys here that, you know, had there been an all-star game, Hayter probably would be an all-star. Williams would certainly be uh, considered to be an all-star. I mean, th- those two guys, specifically Williams, who has a po- 0.36 ERA, has been unbelievable. There's some real bright spots to a season that otherwise has been somewhat mediocre. Oh, definitely. And Corbin Burns, for me, is at the top of that list as well. Um, definitely a candidate for the Cy Young Award. It's it's funny because I was thinking this morning about, 
even Devin Williams' chances for that award. And, and he's pitched only 25 innings, and he, there's no chance he's going to win it. But what I'm curious about is just how many votes he'll actually get for that. I mean, like, are people going to put him on their ballot um, you know, as their fourth or fifth option? I don't know. Um, but he's definitely a rookie of the year right up there with guys from the Padres. Should be reliever of the year. I mean, he's he's been outstanding. So I, I think you're right. There have been some bright spots enough to get them to where they are right now, which is 500. I mean, they're they have not been very good, but they've also never been really all that bad this year. Uh, the worst they've been is four games under. That's not great, but again, it's nothing that is going to ruin your season. And so for the Brewers, they've been really good at kind of hovering around that mark and never really getting into too much of a of a bad slide. Uh, now they're playing their best baseball, really, as of late. Um, and with, what, six games left, they, it's a pretty solid chance of it continuing. So they're, they're in a pretty good spot right now. So big, how pivotal is today's game? If they get over 500, I, I, and I keep referring to this, and I know it drives people nuts, but I go back to Craig Council talking about it, Ned Yost getting here and saying, once you get over that 500 mark, it's like you can breathe. You get one or two games over, and suddenly you can start to roll downhill. Things somewhat become easier because you're not climbing that mountain constantly. Do you think tonight's game, if they get over 500, becomes pivotal? Oh, considerably so because they've become 28 and 27, and what's more is the Reds become 28 and 29, and that's, that's a big deal when you have just a, you know, a handful of games left, really one series each. The Reds would be left with, what, three games? Um, they don't have to play the extra games that the Brewers do, so that's huge to get the, because it's not just a win for the Brewers. It's also a loss for the Reds, and then that would give the Reds 29 losses and gives them little room for error there. And for the Brewers, I mean, to – to move to 28 and 27, 28 and 27. If you look at just the playoff picture, uh, one that improves their chances of being the second best team in the NL Central, which would give them uh, obviously a playoff spot, a spot in the playoffs, I should say. But also with the Phillies reeling, I mean they they got swept in their doubleheader, so they're up to 29 losses, and the Giants are right at 500 as well. So it's kind of like shrinking that playoff picture just a little bit. And so if the Brewers can get that one extra win before heading into a five-game series against the Cardinals, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a consider- considerable boost. I will say, though, that if they, if they do lose this game against Bauer and the Reds, um, they're still at a decent spot as far as the playoffs go, uh, just because, like I said, the Phillies lost both their games yesterday, and the Giants are still just at 500. So they're, obviously they want to win this game, sure, but... Um, the, the games against the, the the five games against the Cardinals is going to loom large either way. Yeah, those are huge, uh, and I completely agree, agree with you. We're talking with Will Salmon covering the Brewers for the Athletic, joining us on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. If you want to chime in, go ahead and do so. Uh, I want to get back to. Uh, this team, we were talking about some of the bright spots. Woodruff has been really solid. The argument always comes up, is he a one, is he a two? I'm like, I don't care. You give me three or four Woodruffs, I'll, I'll go out and win you a lot of games. I mean, he's been that good as well. Hauser's been somewhat disappointing. You already talked uh, a little bit about some of the other, we already talked about some of the other pitchers on this staff, but um, Hauser's been disappointed, but Woodruff has been extremely solid. Yeah, uh, you know, Woodruff has kind of gone a little bit under the radar how good his season has been just because I think expectations were, like, so high. I mean, we were, we were uh, John Smoltz was somebody who, like, included him in the Cy Young conversation in the, you know, before the season during summer camp, and, and that was fair, I felt like. I mean, Brendan Woodruff, there's a, definitely a high ceiling there. Um, so 
Uh, that said, he's had a really good season. I mean, the underlying statistics are better than last year's numbers in a lot of ways. Um, the whiffs are there. The strikeout numbers, the walk rate is down again. So he's been really good. Uh, ERA, you know, sub 3.5. It's been, it's been a good season for him. And then on, on Hauser, um, yeah, it's definitely been, it's definitely been disappointing. He was a guy that they really expected to be that number two. And so that, that's what makes, you know, Burns' season so, so special and so vital for the Brewers is because somebody needed to step up there. And by all accounts, it was supposed to be Adrian Hauser. Uh, but in 50 or so innings this year, I, last I checked, he had the highest ERA in the majors for guys who qualify. It's over five. Um, and like I said about the underlying statistics with Woodruff, with Hauser, they're not they're not terrible, but they're also not very good. Uh, there's been some bad luck there in some areas, but lefties have just feasted off him. He's been very predictable. Um, he's been over reliant, I think, on the on that two seamer. That's so good, but when you know it's coming, it's it's easy for him batter to make an adjustment, right? So we'll see. He he was talking yesterday about his last bullpen session being the best he's had all year and. He felt really good after that rocky first inning in his last start, and he pitched better. So we'll see. He's got one more start um, today to kind of, you know, erase some, some wrongdoings over the year. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely been, you know, pretty, pretty disappointing as far as statistics go this year. Uh, tell me about, before I ask you, and i got one more question about Ryan Braun after this, but uh, tell me about Corey Knavel, because when you start to look at this future, when you look at the cornerstones that you have in the pitching staff, haters there, we all know that. You've got Woodruff, you've got Williams, you know, you're looking at some of these other guys. You were hoping for a big year out of a guy like Brent Suter. You were hoping for a big year out of, say, a guy like Freddie Peralta. You're looking at all these different players. Uh, and then you've got a guy in the back end that's Corbin Burns that's just trying to regain himself. So tell tell me about what you see out of Corbin Burns right now. Uh, I think you meant Corey Knable, right? Or Corey Knable, I'm sorry, Corey Knable, yes. Yeah, Corey. I mean, it's it's tough because you're you're asking, you're trying to evaluate somebody who was robbed, obviously, of all of last year and had an abbreviated rehab, really no rehab at all, um, just an abbreviated sort of sprint to get to the back to the majors. And so it's tough. Um, I feel like he's worth bringing back next year just because the, the team, you don't know exactly how it's going to look. You know, is Freddie Peralta going to move to, to the rotation? I mean, they have some question marks there because, you know, Brett Anderson is just on the one-year deal. There's, there's a lot of flexibility with this pitching staff, always is. But I think the point remains is that they, they need a presence that Corey Knabel can provide um, because as good as the bullpen has been and probably will be next year, with uh, Devin Williams and Josh Hader, a couple of other guys. Uh, Brent Suter, like you mentioned, has been fabulous. Um, it's good. It's a great bullpen. It's a great group. But I, I just feel like they're, they're missing one more piece. And it could be Drew Rasmussen, um, but I just feel like a veteran presence like Corey Knabel and the potential that he has, I, I think we just need to be patient with him. Um, he's shown some signs lately that he's putting it together, that he's getting back to where he once was. The velocity has been up. Uh, he sprinkled in some some change-ups. The, the curveball has been better as far as command goes. I just feel like there's still a lot to like there with Corey Knable. Good stuff. I want to ask you one more question. That's Ryan Braun. Real quick, uh, tell me your thoughts on Braun's return or not returning to the team in next year. It certainly seems like many of the verbal indicators between him, some of the tweets from his wife, would indicate that maybe he's not going to come back after all, even if there is a DH. Yeah, I go back and forth on it in my head because it's like, at, at some, I try not to read too deeply into him talking a lot about it, but at the same time, like, if you are 
coming back, why would you entertain the conversations about it? So I, I do feel like he's at the very least torn on whether or not he will or he won't. And I, I do believe him that he, that he may need some time to think things over a little bit and that just the context of everything going on will probably be part of that conversation for himself. Um, but, I mean, what more, what more could he kind of do? I just feel like, I mean, at, at best, with the DH, he's probably a part-time DH next year, so I don't know how healthy he is going to be for 162 games slate. Um, this year has been kind of tough for health in that regard for him, so I don't know. It, there, there's a lot to think about for him as far as is he going to want to do this? Is, is he going to be healthy enough to do it? I feel like the production and the skill is still going to be there if he does decide to come back, but just a matter of whether or not he views it as worth it. Good stuff, Will. I appreciate it as always. And uh, we're going to talk uh, again down the season. Hopefully we're talking about a postseason to get to, and then we'll cover it more, okay? I appreciate it, Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you later. Will Salmon covering the Brewers for The Athletic. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.